And now, on Prophetic Faith. and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Bear, and tonight we are going into Volume 2 of Distractions. We are dealing with the enemy and never focusing on his strength nor his power. Now that may seem easy and that may seem, uh, seem just something easy you can say, but how many times does the enemy present himself as too big, too strong, too bad for you? all the time I guarantee you all the time and what many people do is is they focus on the enemy's strength instead of God's strength now what's that going to cause you to do that's going to cause you to become afraid and that's going to cause you to back off of what God has promised you but tonight we're learning it we're learning do not buy into the hype as we get into this message you're going to learn how where and when to put your focus on the things of God and I will see you at the end of the program. Alright, Deuteronomy 7, 16. Read with me here. We're going to read from 16 to 19. It says, And you shall consume all the people that the Lord your God shall deliver unto you, that your eyes shall have no pity upon them, neither shall you serve their gods, for they will be a snare unto you. Somebody say distraction. And you shall, and if you shall say in your heart, these nations are more than I, how can I dispossess them? So let me say that one more time. If you should look at your enemy, and it seems like they are bigger than you. Come on, somebody, talk to me. Stronger than you. It seems like this mountain you are looking at right now, seems like there's no way that you can move it. This is what God is saying right here. He says, if it seems like, what you are up against is bigger than you are. Know this right here. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, know this. You shall not be afraid of them, but you shall well remember. Somebody say, remember what the Lord your God did unto Pharaoh and to all Egypt. The great temptations which thine eyes saw and the signs and the wonders and the mighty hand and the stretched out arm whereby the Lord thy God brought you out. Somebody say he's bringing you out. So shall the Lord your God do unto these people whom you are afraid of. Lord, somebody needs to receive that today. Now, everybody in here this morning, you could stand up one by one. You could stand up and tell me. And everybody in here, how God has delivered you in times past. Is that right? Every single person. You could tell me all the times that God made a way for you. He did the impossible for you. He, he did things that there's no other way that you can explain it. It had to be Him. But yet, here's what I want to show you today. Isn't it strange, isn't it funny how we are so quick to forget what God did? 
Now, now, why is that? Why is it that we, it seems to slip our mind about all the miraculous things that God has done in the past? Because right now, you're looking at giants. Come on, somebody, talk to me. You're looking at impossible situations. You're looking at things around you that seems like there's no way that they can move. And what I'm trying to tell you this morning is that this is exactly the enemy's tactics is that he designs himself to look like he's unmovable. Come on, somebody. He's designed himself to make him look like there's no way that you can defeat him. So God says when you're looking at these things... And you are thinking to yourself, how in the world can I get past this? How in the world can I be blessed in the midst of curse? Come on. How in the world can I be healed in the midst of sickness? When you look at these things around you, he says, I want you to remind yourself of all the times that I delivered you out of that enemy. Come on. You remember the last time how the enemy looked big and he looked strong and he looked mighty. But here you are today. Somebody needs to give God some praise in this house this morning. Come on, put your hands together, give God some glory. All right, so watch this. So it's strange how God delivered you before, but now the enemy seems, and this is the same enemy. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is the same enemy. This is the same enemy. He may change many forms. He may use different tactics, but it's the same devils. Come on. Isn't it strange now that he seems like he's unbeatable in your life? Well, what about the last time? Let me tell you what this is called. This is called distraction by intimidation. Let me say that again. Distraction by intimidation. So the enemy, their job, their purpose, their focus was to do one thing. Take the land. In other words, take your inheritance. Take what belongs to you. But they were so distracted. Why? Because their focus was on their enemy. Watch this. Why was their focus on their enemy? Because of his intimidation. The enemy was making himself what? Look big, look strong, looked like there's no way that they could overtake them. You remember the report that they came back, the, the scouts that came back after scouting the land for 40 days. They said the, the people there are huge. Their cities are fortified. There's no way that we can take them. And their focus was on the enemy Instead of God. Let me say this one more time. Never focus on your enemy's strength. Focus on the strength that God has placed on the inside of you. Can somebody say amen? So watch this. If you're going to take your inheritance that God has given you, and let me assure you in here today, God has a promised land for you. God has an inheritance for you. And I'm not talking about Beulah land. I'm talking about here on this earth. Somebody say amen. If you're going to do that, then watch this. You cannot focus on the enemy's strength. You can't do it. Because the moment you begin to look at how strong the enemy is and how he's got all these resources and all this other stuff, fear is going to come upon you. It's going to come upon you. Look at 1 Peter 5.8. Look right here. 1 Peter 5.8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion. Somebody say, he's like a roaring lion. He's walking about seeking whom he may devour. Watch this. Did you catch what that said? That, watch this. God gave us intel, inside information, 
on Satan's warfare. And you say, what is that? It's that he, his tactic, one of his main tactics in warfare is to present himself as what? A roaring lion. Can somebody tell me what that is? How many knows that when a lion roars, everything does this? It stands at attention, right? All the focus shifts on that lion. Are y'all getting this now? So the enemy, one of the best tactics that he uses is to distract you with what? To make himself look as, and appear as what? A roaring lion, meaning to appear as something big and strong and mighty and impossible. And notice this, that he's not whispering to you. He's screaming at you. Y'all heard me preach, you know, several months back about how problems, they don't just quietly whisper to you. Come on, somebody. They scream at you. They try to get your undivided attention. Why? Because if you're not focused on God, you're focused on the enemy's strength and fear will come in. And let me say this one more time, that Satan needs fear like God needs faith to work in your life. Let me tell you what the pandemic is right now. It's not a virus. It's not economic trouble. Come on. It's not mental status. Let me tell you what it is. It is fear. Fear is the greatest weapon the enemy is using right now. Why? Because just as faith, how many can believe with me that faith opens many doors? We know it does. So guess what? So does fear. Fear opens many doors to you. All right, so watch this. So listen to this. He has perfected himself to look big, strong, and fierce. He's perfected this. So you're not dealing with, listen to me, you're not dealing with an enemy that has just, you know, here or there, been able to make himself look big. No, no, no. You're dealing with an enemy that has mastered this. The Bible would not have said it this way if he hadn't done it. He has mastered himself to look like there is no way you can stand against him. Oh, Lord have mercy. All right, so he's as a roaring lion. So that tells me that he's loud. You, hear, you see memes on Facebook and, you know, people talk about how the enemy whispered in their ear. He didn't whisper in your ear. He's yelling at you. He's taunting you. He's daring you to take what belongs to you. Somebody needs to say hallelujah. He's daring you to be who God has called you to be. Now listen to me. We're getting ready to go up and we're getting ready to take what's ours. We're getting ready to take our inheritance. And you can rest assured that that enemy is going to shout and taunt and, and try to criticize you, trying to dare you to take what is yours. But you got to know something today. It's yours. It's yours. Isaiah 26, 3. Look at this right here. It says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is what? Stayed on you, on the Lord, because he trusts in you. So, let's, so watch this right here. So the enemies. Try, the enemy's tactic is intimidation, right? Distraction by intimidation, which produces what? Fear. Can somebody tell me what the greatest robber there is of, of peace? 
fear. What will rob your peace quicker than anything? Fear. Now watch this. Fear is designed to take your peace. That's why God says you need to keep your focus, your mindset on me. Don't look at what the enemy's doing. He says you focus on what I told you. Now why is that so important? Because God says when you do this, peace is yours. Now watch this, watch this. You don't understand what I'm telling you. Because, watch this, we've, we've took peace and brought it way down here. We've treated, watch this, this is what people think when they hear the word peace. A feeling of happiness. Right? Peace. And see, for a lot of people, that's not really a big deal. Until you really know what God's peace is. See, if you look in the Hebrew, the Hebrew word for peace, when God says peace, how many knows the Jewish people say what? Shalom, which is peace, right? Do you know what that means? It's not just a positive feeling. Peace, the word peace means nothing missing, nothing broken. Oh, my Lord. How many wants Nothing missing, nothing broken in your life. Guess what else it means? The same word for health, prosperity, is the word peace. Look it up for yourself. It's the same word. So God says, when you keep your focus on me and what I can do, come on, and how big I am and how strong I am and how mighty I am and how I specialize in the impossible, he says, you will keep yourself in peace. So what does that mean? You will have nothing missing, come on, and nothing broken. You will have peace, you will have joy, you will have prosperity, and you will have health in your body. Somebody say amen. This is what peace is. So when you have peace, how many knows what, what is the byproduct of peace? Focus. How many has ever said, I'm so stressed out, I've got so much going on, I can't focus, I can't pay attention. Right? The byproduct of peace is focus. When you have peace, the true peace of God in your life, you are able to focus on what God has for you. What are we learning about? How to get rid of distractions in your life. That's the power of peace. So fear by intimidation, by intimidation is taking your peace so that you can't focus on the things of God. No peace, no focus. I'm going to say it again. No peace, no focus. Why do you see so many people falling away from the things of God? No peace. They listen to more what the news is saying, what people are saying, what social media is saying, than what God is saying. They are focused on how big the enemy is, how strong he is, how it seems like you can't beat him, you can't get a pet, you know, you can't get around it, you can't escape it, and so therefore their peace has been took. And so therefore, no peace, no focus. Say that with me one more time. No peace, no focus. So again, I'm going to remind you what God told Israel. He said, remind yourself of what I can do and who I am. I'm going to say it again. Remind yourself of who God is. 
and what He can do. You say, well, you know, I don't know everything that God can do. Well, guess what? Remind yourself of what He's done for you in the past. Amen? Again, I said, it, I said this a minute ago. Every one of you can stand up and tell me testimonies of how God has done the miraculous, the impossible in your life. If He did it once, He'll do it again. You say, how can I know that for sure? It's real simple. God said, I never change. Lord, have mercy. I never change. So if I wanted to do the impossible in your life before, I will want to do it when? Now. Go to Acts 16. It says, And it came to pass that as we went to prayer, this is Paul here, he says that a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain through soothsaying, which is what? Fortune-telling, tarot card reading, psychics, all that good stuff, right? Go to the next verse. It says, In the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Next verse. And this she did for many days. But Paul, being grieved and turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And, she, and it, what happened? Also, your, your favorite horror movies got it wrong. Somebody say amen. How, how, come on, you know the enemies behind those movies. Why? Because that... that reverend or whatever is just spitting, flying, I mean, trying to do whatever he can to get that devil out, and it seems like he can't get it out. But when you look to the Word, somebody say the Word. When you look to the Word, Paul gave one command. Oh, come on now. I thought this enemy is so strong, so mighty, so invincible. All right, so look at this. Here's a good example. Paul was on his way to do what? To pray. Somebody say he was on assignment. Right? He was on purpose. He was going to do something. He had a focus. And here comes this woman who was possessed by a devil. And it would appear at first that she was just backing up their claim, right? Oh, these men are men of the Most High. They're here to show us salvation. But I can assure you right now that the enemy was doing nothing but mocking them. You can look at this many different ways. You can say, well, the enemy was doing this to try to, think, to try to make people think that Paul and them were with this soothsayer. You can look at it like that. You can look at it as she was going to draw people away from the faith because she was able to pinpoint who they were and what they were doing, right? This is how she brought her, uh, her people over her much gain. But here's what I want to show you. Now why, I'm going to ask you this question, why was the enemy taunting for days? Why? Why would he be preaching the truth right along with them? Oh, we need to get this this morning. Go to the Amplified version for me, Dave. Look at the Amplified. It says, she continued doing this for several days. Then Paul being what? Greatly annoyed and what? Worn out. Oh, Lord. We're learning something now. Why was she doing what she was doing? Or should I say that spirit inside of her? Why was that spirit doing this? For one reason. 
to take Paul and his men's focus, to distract them off of their assignment, to distract them off the agenda that they had in God, which was what? To preach the kingdom to people, to demonstrate the kingdom. So the enemy, watch this, the enemy wanted to take their focus. This was going on for several days to do what? To get them to the place where they were worn out. Can anybody come into agreement with me this morning and say that's exactly what the enemy tries to do to you? He tries to take your focus. Come on. He's taunting you, saying all these things to try to do one thing, to wear you out. So let me say it to you like this. When you are focused on what the enemy is doing and he's taking your attention, he is trying to wear you out. And for most of us, we can say, amen, he's been wearing us out. He's been frustrating me. I've been getting tired. I've been getting bitter. I've been getting angry. I'm greatly annoyed. All those things are designed to take your focus. Instead of you focusing on what God said, you're focusing on what the enemy said. And it's bringing forth what? He's wearing you out. Amen? So watch this. So Paul came to the place where he said, enough is enough. Amen? Say that with me. Enough is enough. See, you've got, and here's what he did. He turned to that devil and made that devil come out. That's what some of y'all need to do in your own life. It's time that you and I quit playing around with the enemy. Stop focusing on what he's doing. Stop paying attention to what he's saying and deal with him right here, right now. Somebody say amen. He has no right to follow you around, bugging you all the time. Lord, have mercy. Some of you are saying, I wish I would have heard that in church, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Because all I heard in church is he's like a gnat on the wall. He's going to bug you to the day you die. But there's a time where you need to do what Jesus did. He turned and said, get behind me. And the Bible says that Satan left for a season. Come on. And this is exactly what happened right here. Enough is enough. He's took your focus long enough. He's made you intimidated long enough. Watch this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big, how strong, how unbeatable the enemy looks. What God promised you still stands. Can somebody say amen? It still stands right now. Now watch this. Do you think that God didn't know how strong the people were in that land? He knew it. But He still promised a people those promises anyways. Let me tell you something. God knows what you're facing right now. He's well aware of it. And you need not to be afraid. You want to know why? Because He's already calculated the enemy's strength into your victory. Somebody needs to say hallelujah. He's already calculated now go to 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17. Woo, Lord. Let's read this. We're going to start at verse 8. It says, And he stood and cried out. Distractions by intimidation. The enemy has perfected this for thousands and thousands of years. He, has he is good at making himself look big, bad, and strong. He makes it to seem as if he is 
uh, unstoppable. There's no way that you can get past Him. Now let me ask you a question. Are you going through some situations right now that seem exactly what I just said? That they seem impossible? That they seem too big? That's the enemy's tactic. But as God said, He said, when you look at the enemy that, you, that seems to be bigger than you, stronger than you, He said, do not be afraid, but remind yourself. I guarantee you, those of you that's watching right now, you've got testimonies. You've got testimonies of how in times past, God has made a way where there was no way. He's done the impossible. He's done the incredible in your life. That's what you need to do. As you remind yourself of what God did in the past, it gives you a boldness for the now. Yes, that same enemy that God defeated then, He will do it now. Glory to God. I want to pray for you that you will not be distracted, but you will have your focus on His strength, His might, which is unlimited. We are serving the great I Am. There is nothing impossible nor is there anything too hard for him to do. Father, in the name of Jesus, <clears throat> Lord, I lift up every person that is watching tonight. Lord, I pray right now that they remove, they get the boldness to remove every distraction out of their life. You're not going to do it for them. But Father, I thank you that you've given them the power to do it. You've given them the authority. You've given them the weapons to pull down strongholds. That my God, I don't care how strong, how big, how bad the enemy looks, you are greater. We are telling you tonight in praise that you are greater than any enemy that we are facing. And I thank you for the victory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Well, I want to take this time to thank our faith partners. Partners, thank you for partnering with this ministry financially and supporting us with your prayers and with many different things that you do for this ministry we cannot thank you enough and if you're watching tonight and you want to you may have been dealing God's been dealing with you about becoming a faith partner why don't you pray about becoming a partner with this ministry as you partner with us you support this good news this gospel that we preach every single week and you help us to get this out to as many people as we possibly can and I want to take this time to thank all of those who write us, call us, just letting us know what a blessing that these programs are for you. This is why we are here. We are here to build you up in the kingdom of God. So until then, keep walking by faith. We will see you right here next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.